Magic behind the back. Roll up pass. Underneath. He breaks the pass. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Ask Laker Lance podcast. Uh, Laker Lance here, and it's been a minute since we've talked last. It's been uh, it's been a while. It's been a long while. Uh, so we've had a little bit of a of a break. Uh, apologize for that. I got a got a, a new job promotion that took way more time than I thought it was going to, which it's always nice to get a promotion, get more money, but then got a lot more stress and time and just took me away from uh, things, some some things that I enjoy like this podcast. So, but things are straightened out now, things are much better, and uh, I have not been, I did not stop watching the Laker games through this hiatus, um, but I wasn't able to find the time to do the podcast, but now we're back, and so the first thing I want to do besides welcome everybody back, thanks for sticking it out, uh, is give you just a little uh, update on <laughs> what's happened since we spoke last. Uh, a couple things have happened uh, since the last time we had a podcast, so uh, I'll try to catch you, catch everybody up on the important events since the lad- last podcast. So not sure if you guys have heard about this, but hey, we signed Steve Nash and Dwight Howard to, to play with with Kobe and Powell. Wow, that's going to be awesome, right? We're sure to get back and win a championship. Um, yeah, obviously we know that did not turn out too well. Steve Nash was injured minutes into his Laker career and was never really able to play any kind of uh, consistent minutes with that. Um, we almost signed Phil Jackson back, but then instead we signed Mike D'Antoni. And um, that didn't work out too well either because he didn't couldn't do anything without Steve Nash and had no idea what to do with Powell. Um, Lakers drafted Julius Randle at number seven, so that was exciting. But then Julius broke his leg about minutes into his rookie season, so that was a bummer. Um, Kobe ruptured his Achilles tendon. I don't know if you guys remember that or not, but uh, it was pretty heinous. Um, but amazing in the same breath because one of the one of the greatest feats in sports that I've ever witnessed in in my eyes was basically after Kobe ruptured his Achilles during a close game where he was fouled uh, he walked out to the court with with a ruptured Achilles walked without help to the free throw line and not only shot but made two free throws to get two points that the team desperately needed before turning around and walking himself back to the locker room again on a ruptured Achilles. The most amazing thing that one of the most amazing things I've ever, I've ever seen. Um, when I've, we've all seen players, uh, you know, get carted off the court with a leg cramp or have being wheeled onto the court in a wheelchair and Kobe walking out there and making for two free throws, uh, with a ruptured Achilles was pretty, pretty amazing. Um, he went into rehab uh, immediately. Uh, Laker, we drafted D'Angelo Russell at number two. That was exciting. Kobe came back from his ruptured Achilles and was able to work himself back into playing shape and was playing pretty well for a guy of, of his age and still managed to, to be effective uh, from time to time on the court. 
Uh, Kobe retired at the end of that that season and pulled another incredible, amazing, ridiculously unbelievable feat, which was he scored 60 points in his very last game as a Laker, which is unheard of. Nobody does that, scoring 60 in your last game. Not like last game before you get injured and have to retire, but the last game of the season because he was retiring, he he dropped 60 points. Just unreal. Uh, Lakers, we dra- then we, bra- we drafted uh, Brandon Ingram at number two. Drafted Jordan Clarkson and Larry Nance Jr. Um, Jeannie Buss uh, fired her brother, Jim, and Mitch Kupchak out of there. And she went and hired Magic Johnson as the president of basketball operations. Magic hired Rob Palinka. Lakers traded away D'Angelo Russell. We drafted Alonzo Ball at number two. Kyle Kuzma, Josh Hart. And then we let Julius Randle walk. And then we, and then we turned around and we signed LeBron James. And also Rajon Rondo, Lance Stevenson, JaVale McGee, and Michael Beasley, along with a couple of rooks that we drafted. So that's pretty much what's happened since the last time we spoke. So now that we're all caught up, we're going to get right into it uh, with the questions. And luckily enough, I do have some questions for, for peop- from people. Uh, first one is from Tom. And he asked me uh, about what my thoughts are about the loss to Portland in the Summer League. So the Summer League is something that's been we, we've been paying a special attention to the last two summers because, you know, the Lakers have been so bad. We've had really high draft picks, and so the Summer League is the first chance we get to, to see our draft picks in action. And last year, um, it was exciting to see our new draft pick, Lonzo Ball, along with Kyle Kuzma, Josh Hart, play. Um, and they did so well that they actually ran the table and won the Summer League. Lonzo Ball uh was the MVP of the Summer League, and Kyle Kuzma was the MVP of the finals game. Uh, So that was cool. And then this year, uh, it was kind of looking like the same thing was going to happen. We put Josh Hart out there with uh, two of our rookies, uh, Svi and Mo, and they were looking fantastic, especially Josh, really, really running that team and being super efficient. He's improved so much, and I think his play in the Summer League has really advanced him in terms of his confidence um, and where he's going to land on the depth chart in the che- in the team. But basically, we were running running the table on our way to another Summer League championship, and we came to the championship game against Portland and was, was uh, promptly trounced. Um, they trashed us. Portland beat us bad. And they, they just had a better team. I mean, they, they were stacked one through seven, eight, on that team, that was just ridiculous. They were really, really, really good, and we Mo wasn't playing because he he wasn't really injured. He like bumped his knee, and Magic just pulled him just for safety. Same thing he did with um, with Ingram last year in the summer league. So, but Josh Hart played like crazy. He he was named the MVP of the summer league. So second year in a row, Lakers had the summer league MVP. So that was fun, and it's a fun thing to do during the summer to get to watch the the young guys play and watch them kind of kind of grow up. So in, in terms of what I thought about the loss to Portland and Summer League, I, I didn't really mind. I mean, was, you know, of course it was a bummer because we all wanted the Lakers to win the Summer League, get the trophy. But, you know, ultimately it doesn't really matter that much about, you know, the Summer League. It doesn't count towards the regular season or anything. It's just a good workout for the, for the young kids, and it's fun to get a little dose of, of Lakers during the summer. So it was fun. This, the semifinal game was crazy. It was like triple overtime. It was the most exciting 
Laker game that I've seen in years, and it was summer league, and it didn't count. So that that was a lot of fun. Uh, but I don't I don't really mind too much the loss of summer league. Uh, a little bit of a bummer, but ultimately, in the grand scheme of things, it it doesn't really matter. So it's all it's all good. I felt really good about the the rooks, but we'll we'll talk we'll get on that in a minute. So thank you, Tom, for that question. Uh, next question, our group of questions, comes from Joe. And the first question uh, that Joe had was he he wanted to know my thoughts on the defaced LeBron mural. So basically, there's a, a contingency of people in Los Angeles who were not happy with the signing of LeBron James. And basically, what I what I think this is based on is is the the talk in the media over the last few years about LeBron being the greatest player being the greatest player of his generation basically being uh, greater than Kobe in terms of legacy and I think the certain amount of Laker fans didn't never like that and didn't think that that was true or apropos and really resented the fact that anybody would think that LeBron was better than Kobe and then the fact that when LeBron came to the Lakers they didn't want his stature to diminish Kobe's in any way so basically I think that's where that comes from not that I'm justifying what they did but I think that's from my understanding of why they are upset so what happened with the mural is basically there was an artist an LA artist an LA resident who painted this amazing amazing mural on the side of a wall of a building of of LeBron uh, in a Lakers uniform and saying something about the king or, or whatnot. It was really beautiful work. And I think it was within 48 hours uh, of him painting it, uh, somebody went up and splashed paint all over it and kind of ruined it. So the artist, he, the guy went back and basically painted over the whole thing, just painted it white. He didn't want anybody else defacing it, so he just painted over it. It was gone, gone forever. But then he went to another site, and then he painted a, n- a new mural. And this one was also very cool. And this time he painted a bunch, pictures of a bunch of Laker greats, like, you know, Kobe, Shaq, uh, Kareem, Magic. Uh, he even had Chick Hearn up there, all looking down. And then LeBron, kind of on the bottom, standing facing them, looking up at them, which I thought was awesome. It was a great idea. It was very respectful. And it was, a, it was a, a great painting and a cool hype for Laker fans. And again, within a, of number, a quick amount of days, somebody else, or maybe it was the same person, went and, and splashed white paint over, over the front of it, um, which was a bummer. But it was kind of cool that a bunch of Laker fans showed up and helped the guy who painted fix it. And they brought paints and they painted over the, the splash of, of, of white or whatever it was, and they fixed it make it bad so that, that was awesome because I think most Laker fans are in that camp where they're not really about condoning uh, you know defacement of, of property and, and somebody's hard hard work just because of you know what somebody might perceive as a slight to Kobe Bryant so I think most Laker fans are on board with LeBron I hope they are I think they should be because he's on the team now so he is a Laker so we need to support him however you may feel about his relationship or his legacy as opposed to uh to Kobe's but 
that's just my opinion on that. LeBron is here. He's going to make us better. And I think we're going to have a real fun season because of it. So get over it. Kobe's the best. LeBron is never going to be a better Laker than Kobe because Kobe spent his entire career in the purple and gold. So LeBron, there's no way. LeBron's not even going to be close to that. So he might he might win a championship or two, hopefully, as a Laker, which would be great. Be just like Kareem. You know, when Kareem came to the Lakers in the later part of his, his career after winning a championship, and people said, oh, what? they're just grabbing all the old players. He's not going to be able to be effective again. And then he won five more with the Lakers. So hopefully that's what will happen with LeBron too. But we will we will see, obviously. Uh, next question uh, Joe had was he wanted to know my thoughts on the draft picks, Svi and Mo, which, which I uh, brought up earlier. Those aren't their actual names, Svi and Mo. I'm... Not exactly sure yet, confident on how to pronounce their actual names. Um, they're both uh, German, and they have cool names. Um, but for right now, I just call them Svi and Mo. But they were they were awesome. I thought they looked great. Uh, Mo's like a like a big power forward, it's like a six nine, uh, really really aggressive energy guy. Um, he can shoot from the outside. He can play the four, maybe even play the five a little bit, but super energetic, can run the floor, good passer, a lot of really great, great skills, and a great attitude. The kid just is a monster and just wants to play. And and Svi was fantastic in the summer league. He looked really great. He's a point guard by trade, but I think he was playing a lot of the three in college, and at least in the summer league he was playing the three, but knockdown shooter, which is what the Lakers did desperately need and have needed for a long time and he definitely can shoot the ball he's not just he's not a one-trick pony either he can really handle the ball too because he spent a lot of time in his career at the two and even at the one handling handling the ball so he can definitely handle the ball and um and play defense but i think both of them are again just steals i think the lakers front office the past few years have just done a fantastic job in the draft just finding guys in the upper first round early uh second round you know guys like like josh hart and kyle kuzma and and nance and jordan clarkson and now svi and mo it's it's just really batting a thousand just finding these young guys who really want to go out and and do well on the court and smart guys and good basketball guys and great attitude guys which I think makes a big difference. And this is a definitely characteristics that the front office is really looking at when we're bringing in new players, which I think is fantastic. Um, Joe also asked about the rise of Josh Hart, which that's been fun to watch, right? I mean, we Josh, we drafted him uh, in the 20s, maybe? High 20s last year? Had a pretty good summer league and um, got some some minutes last year and looked pretty well. Was uh was 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 pretty good. Looked like a pretty good player. Like you might get some uh, carve some minutes out on the team. But he has really blossomed this summer. He decided he wanted to come play in the summer league, um, and so he came in and the team was thinking, all right, Josh will come in and maybe play the first game. You know, let him get some some minutes under his belt and then we'll we'll sit him. There's no reason for it to keep playing. And Josh's attitude was like, hey, man, I'm here. I want to play. I want to do this, and I want to win. 
And he pretty much took that team in the leadership position and, and took over and really was a great influence on all the other guys and um, played his butt off. I mean, really played well. And I, I can't tell you how much this has done for his confidence. And confidence is everything in this league. Man, it's it's your shot comes and go, that's your confidence. You know, you're, you're inconsistent at the free throw line, that's confidence. It's, it's such a, a major, major factor and something that is kind of looked over in terms of like the your really magical all-star players, you know, like Kobe, you know, Magic, Michael. Those are guys who have confidence and it really, really affects how they play on the court. So I really enjoyed watching Josh grow up right in front of our eyes. And I, I think I think he really kind of changed some things in terms of what his role is going to be on the team this year going forward. I think he he has he's established himself as somebody we need to look at for some major major minutes. You know, at the guard position. I mean, we're we're stacked at guard right now, which is which is kind of nice and that's something that we haven't been in a long time. So, I'm really looking forward to what Josh is going to bring to us this next season. Um, last question from Joe is he want to know what my thoughts are on our unique bench, especially with the new, the newest edition of Michael Beasley. So what he's referring to specifically is, uh, after we signed LeBron, uh, like, uh, we went out and signed Rajon Rondo, Lance Stevenson, JaVale McGee, and Michael Beasley. Now, these, these, that's a pretty, that's a pretty motley crew. Right. This is a pretty colorful assortment of characters. I mean, Rajon Rondo <laughs> has been considered a head case by some, a basketball genius by others. We obviously got a dose of him in the in the finals back in 08 and in uh, 10, 2010. Um, he's a real competitor. He he's a champion. He has a ring. Um, I think he's perfect, perfect for this team. I think one, it's a great addition. It's exactly what we need. The kind of player who can play with LeBron and move the ball is a smart basketball mind who understands the game and can really make things work. And he's really going to push Lonzo, I think, which is, which is great. It's exactly what he needs. There's really, we didn't have anybody to push Lonzo last year. And he kind of, you know, he, he goes at his own pace sometimes. He's never really, doesn't get too high, doesn't get too low. And then that's fine. That's cool. He's got a real level-headed temperament. But there was really no pressure for him to really perform other than, you know, you're a Laker and you got to perform. But now we're going to have somebody in the locker room at his position who has a ring with championship experience, understands the game, who is going to either A, push him to be better or mentor him as he's getting better or preferably both. I, I think it's going to do wonders, giving us not only security for if Lonzo gets hurt again, because he got hurt a little bit more than anybody would have liked last year, his rookie season. So having Rondo on the bench, somebody who can step right into that role of floor general is going to be great. And just having somebody to, to push Lonzo, whether it's somebody who's going to start over him and make Lonzo earn his starting job or be right behind him so Lonzo doesn't let up, either way, it's going to be great. 
is going to be great for him and it's going to be great for the team. Lance Stevenson is a guy I have been saying that we needed to sign for years. And if you had followed me in any way, either on Twitter or on the Facebook page, you will know that I've been saying this for a long time that we needed to, to sign Lance Stevenson. So finally they listened to me. And they did it, and we signed Lance Stevenson. And I think it's awesome. He's a little bit crazy, but put in the right situation, I think he's going to be great. I look at a lot at, like, Meta, you know, what happened with him. And when, when we got Ron Artest, crazy Ron Artest on the team, how's that going to work? That's just an explosion waiting to happen. And look how great he was and how effective he was and how instrumental to the team's success he was and i i see i see lance stevenson fitting that mold exactly i think he's crazy enough to to go after the other players if anybody gets hot and and defensively and put in some minutes like that and uh i think he's he's a great attitude to have on the team because we need a little bit of crazy got a lot of young kids a lot of good vibes but we need a little bit of crazy so we can go after the big boys. That's that's how I see it, and I think Rajon and Lance are gonna fit that, and Michael Beasley for that, for that matter. I think the three of them are gonna be really great in doing that. We're not following, trying to recreate the Golden State Warriors, which is basically what I feel like the rest of the league has been trying to do for the last couple of years. Like, how is anybody gonna beat Golden State? Well, let's try to build a Golden State. But I love that. Magic is saying, yeah, screw that. I'm not going to try to build a Golden State. I'm going to build something else that's going to beat Golden State. And I think that's exactly what he's doing. And whether or not this team has what it takes to do that right away, who knows? Most people are saying no. Um, I think this team is going to be way more effective than people are giving it credit for. I think, I think these things are going to work out great. Um, we're not trying to be Golden State. We're not trying to be Golden State. We just want to beat Golden State. And um, we also took their their center <laughs> for the last two years uh, and got him on our team with JaVale McGee. Now, is JaVale McGee a bona fide starter in the NBA? I don't know. Maybe? I mean, he hasn't really been, but could he be? Sure, possibly. You know, is 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 he a good player with great championship experience and two rings? Yes, most definitely. You know, is he is he somebody with one of the highest field goal percentages in the entire NBA in the last couple of years? Yes, he is. You know, does he somebody who who has Laker has Los Angeles blood in him, being that his mom was the star of of the Sparks? Yes, this is great. Having Javale on the team on the team is going to be awesome. I think he's going to be a great fit, and I think he's going to be a great attitude, and and having his mom around is going to be great. I'm sure sure glad to have his his mom sitting in the sh- in the stands cheering, so we don't have to look at uh, Lonzo's dad all the time. That'd be that'd be nice. So I, I'm excited about the bench additions and the unique bench that we're going to have. I think it's going to be great. I think it's going to pay off big time and sure we'll probably have some growing pains along the way but i i'm really on board with what magic and rob are doing and have been doing for the last couple years and i i think this season is going to be awesome i think it's going to be fun i think the games are going to be fun and who knows how far we can go i i think 
we can go farther than most people think. But I am basically just excited to watch the process. We've been talking a lot the past couple of years about the process. Trust the process. Trust the process. Well, we've been trusting the process, and now we're going to get to enjoy the process this year and really go out and, I think, scare some people with how well the kids are going to play with LeBron and or without LeBron. I, I, don't, I don't think we're dependent on LeBron right now, which is gr- a great place for the team to be. It's a great place for LeBron to be right now, too, being the fact that I, I believe that this Laker team, if we would have just stayed pat from the team we had last year, would have developed into a playoff team this next year because everybody's going to get a little bit better the kids are going to get more confidence and I think we could have uh, definitely developed into a playoff team just on our own and obviously with LeBron that makes us that much better and then the other additions that we've made um, take us up that ladder exponentially so I think it's going to be fun I'm super excited about the season and super excited for everything that we're going to enjoy as Laker fans, especially because of all the losing and crap that we've had to put up with for the past four years. And I'm sorry I haven't been there with you talking everybody through it, Um, but I'm glad that my workload and schedule has freed up enough for me to get back behind the mic and um, so we can all enjoy this together because I think it's going to be fun. All right, Laker fans. Um, If you want to ask me a question for me to answer on the podcast, please hit me up. There's a couple ways you can do that. You can get me on Twitter, uh, ask uh, at Laker Lance. The Twitter handle is uh, Ask Laker Lance. And definitely you can hit me up on there and ask me a question, and I will definitely answer it on the next podcast. Or if you're over on Facebook, just look up Ask Laker Lance on Facebook and hit me up there. Come over to that page and ask me your questions, and I will answer them on the next podcast. Ask Laker Lance is back. The Lakers are back, and this is going to be fun. <laughs> <laughs>